I mean, I took a two-week course called Weapons of Opportunity. And it was oh. two weeks of how to kill somebody with anything in your purse. Like this thing, <laughs> you know. Dude, that's, that's every little little guy's dream. <laughs> it's exactly what I'm saying. Like when you can sign up for a course that co- is called Weapons of Opportunity. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. The, like you can take a sign up for any of these courses. Like really? Every one of them are just amazing sounding. You're like <laughs> how to kill with a flamethrower. That's a course? I can get college credits for this? You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. There, my friends. Happy New Year. We made it. 2020 is over. We are in 2021. Man, I'm hoping things are going to be so much nicer this year. I hope you're doing well. I hope you and your families have had great holiday time, a good Christmas, and a good safe New Year's Eve and day. And uh, we're just going to roll forward, man. I've got a great guest today. His name is Ralph Peterson. He's a Marine Corps vet. And he says in the podcast that literally running changed his life. He decided he didn't want to be where he was anymore and started running. Dude lost 150 pounds. Amazing. You wouldn't, couldn't tell it by looking at him. Uh, since then, he's run uh, 88 marathons, way more than that, half marathons, bunch of ultra marathons. He's done a bunch, and it, it's changed. The running changed his mindset and the things that he's done with his life. Uh, he does management training all over, has own businesses, and uh, he's written three books on management and another book on, on the dieting mindset that worked for him. Really interesting conversation. I hope it challenges you for the new year if you if you need to make some changes uh whatever it is number one it's never too late uh and and now's the time and you can do it you know you change your mind change your actions and when you change your actions you change your mind it's it's awesome so so uh, i hope you get a lot out of the podcast i hope you feel challenged i hope maybe that whatever you've been considering in your life that you know you need to do uh that you might just go ahead and do it Quit considering it. Just just do it. Make the change. Um, but we got to real quick before we get started. We have to acknowledge and and thank our our sponsors. The first one, Runners World Tulsa, www.runnersworldtulsa.com. Um, find folks there, man. They've been doing it for a long time. They are runners. They know running. Um, man, you need to you need anything having to do with running. They've got it, or they can get it. I mean, uh, they do everything there. You need shoes. You need clothes. You need uh, packs. You need uh, nutrition. It, it's all there. You need to train at an altitude tent on a treadmill in an altitude tent yeah they've got that too so you can do that there too they've got they've got all kind of different training uh, programs runners world tulsa check the fine folks there out uh and, and you need help with how to get started man they will help you they're good people they're good friends uh check out runners world tulsa also we're brought to you by the outlaw race series yeah, Outlaw Race Series, awesome. Uh, you need to check out all the races that are a part of it. The flagship is the Outlaw 100, and they've got uh, lesser uh, distances there. 
amazing, amazing people that put on these amazing races, uh, the Flat Rock Triple Crown, which includes the Winter Rock, um, and also the Lake McMurtry Run, Flower Moon, Dark and Dirty, Thunderbird. Hey, you just need to go check them all out. Go to www.outlaw100.com and look at those races. Sign up for for one or two or, or all of them. They're good, man. Uh, Thunderbird, man, I, I was showing a friend of mine. He's like, what is that huge metal there? And I was like, that's for the Thunderbird 50K. It's nice. It's heavy. It's good. Um, so they do a good job with all their races. And we're also brought to you by T8.run, the letter T, the number 8 dot run check those guys out it's gear for ultra runners designed by ultra runners uh, they've got shorts, they've got uh, bottles, they've got hats, they've got all these things and uh, really good. Uh, the, the flagship product, the commando shorts, guaranteed to keep you chafe free. Uh, you, nobody likes chafing. If you do, I don't know, man, you got issues, but you, <laughs> if you're having chafing issues, uh, you know, around your shorts area, you need to check out the commando shorts, man. They're, they're a liner that you put on underneath your shorts and they're guaranteed to keep you chafe free. They're really good. Uh, if you go to www w.t8.run and you decide to buy any of those uh, put in the code 50-runtheriot the number 50-runtheriot and you get a discount it's simple so check that check it out guys um I think that's about it, man. Go to the website, www.runtheriot.run. Um, there's a Patreon link there. Um, man, for the podcast, start off the new year by by rating the podcast, man. Give us a five-star rating. You know you love it. Just give us a rating and, and put some information in there. Share the podcast with your friends if you're getting something out of it. Uh, man, feel free to share it on social media. You know, all those things just just help us out and, um, you know, help to keep the lights on, help to keep it keep it going and, and just encourages me i i love this stuff so uh, i want to thank everybody who's messaged uh throughout the year who's um you know who i've just talked to i've gotten to know so many people uh this past year through the podcast not only the people i interview but people who've reached out uh the patreon supporters man it's just it's been good i just want to thank you guys um just for being the awesome folks that you are uh and i just i hope you find value in what we do here at the podcast and i hope you're you're getting something i hope you're challenged and i hope you're learning how to make the changes that you want to make in your life and i hope you're learning how to run long and you're having fun doing it um so keep doing it all right well let's get to the podcast guys uh ralph Peterson, check it out. Let's go. All right, Ralph, how you doing, man? I'm really great. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited. Oh, good, good to have you, man. So, uh, you're uh, you're from New York, right? Yeah, well, I'm not from New York, but I live in New York. I actually grew up in Vermont. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, how's the weather out there in New York right now, man? Is it? You know what? I'm in, I'm in upstate New York. I'm in uh, Buffalo, Rochester area right now, and it's cold, snowy, raining right now. So, all right, <laughs> well, running weather. It's good yeah, running weather. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I'm in I'm in Oklahoma and um, I was at the gym this morning running on a treadmill because it was pouring down rain. And when I got out, it was snowing and it, it wasn't even forecasted. So so we're dealing a, a little bit with that. We had snow that stayed on the ground for about a week uh, not long ago. So um, kind of unusual, especially me being from South Louisiana. Just not. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, we just got a Peloton treadmill. My wife and I, it was delivered yesterday. And I'll tell you the reason we got it, because I'm not a treadmill person. I'm a outside, doesn't matter the weather, yeah. first thing in the morning. You know, the weather, actually, I think the weather, the challenge of the weather is maybe one of the best head games out there, right? Like yeah. you yeah. see somebody running and it's gorgeous out and it's a wonderful little Saturday. That takes some mental effort to get out there, even though it's nice. You see somebody out there running in a rainstorm, and you're like, that guy is mentally fit. Like, he's got it, you know. Yeah. There's a whole nother level when you disregard weather. My wife, on the other hand, she's a school teacher. And so while I had the luxury of getting up super early and just running out of whatever I want, she doesn't. Yeah. And so she has to run when she gets home from work, and it gets dark too soon for her this time of the year. Yeah. And, you know, with the weather, with the ice and, the, you know, in our neighborhood, they're all the all, sidewalks are always the last to be plowed. And so she's navigating streets and snow banks and it's just not worth it for her. So we're like, let's get a treadmill. So we just got it. But we haven't even used it. We got oh. it and we're on the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't know uh, Peloton made a uh, I didn't know they had a treadmill. I knew they did the bikes and all that stuff. But, yeah, not only do they have a treadmill. But it is the best treadmill I've ever owned. And I'm not a big treadmill person, but I have had treadmills and I do appreciate yeah. how, how, how how much they can help you when it's icy. And nobody wants to run on ice, you know, obviously. Yeah. But it's, it's nice. But this treadmill is like – it's like a gym treadmill. Like it's one of those like I don't think we can kill, which is good. <laughs> I'm six foot, 200 pounds. I'm I can kill a treadmill, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of, um, well, if if I were to tilt the camera, I've got a treadmill right here, and it's uh, I just put it here because I killed the last one. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not that I'm not a I'm not a I'm about 175 and uh, just just miles, you know. When yeah. whatever you got to get it in, you know, watching the kids or or whatever. Um, but uh, that's cool, man. Does it does it do um pretty good inclines? Uh, and, and and all Everything that it's yeah decline but it does incline again i haven't we tried it out when we went to the peloton store we both tried it out and it's really really rugged it's really 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 well built good deck nice. on it i mean it, i'm i really feel comfortable i really feel like that's gonna last a long time and it's fun because they do have classes it does come with a screen and you can do yeah. live classes or you can you know pick a scenery and just run to it I'm more of a put my head down and run kind yeah, of person. Yeah. I don't watch anything. I, yeah. I listen to podcasts or music. You know, that's sometimes a book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like to um, the, the, what I do when the weather's really bad uh, here is on the on the treadmill. Like if I got speed work to do, I, I'm, I'm kind of like even in South Louisiana when it was raining because it's all hot and muggy. I kind of like the rain and running in it. But when you have like speed work to do or something like that, I like I like the treadmill because you can just kind of set your your pace and go and then bring it back down. And you can you can focus more on the pace and, and heart, you know, heart rate and everything else instead of worried about getting hit by a car. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, so. No, I appreciate that. As a matter of fact, that's funny you say that 
But that's probably one thing that has hurt me the most in 2020, losing the ability to compete. I've been running like crazy. I wrote down a couple of stats. I did run 2,200 miles this year. I ran about nice. 40 miles a week yeah. on average. You know, that's not – I was doing some heavier running at the beginning of the year. I My goal – so I I didn't start running very long ago. I didn't start running until 2013. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So I had like one of those life moments where I'm like, I'm tired of being this and I'm going to go try to be that. And <laughs> at some point I, you know, after I ran my first marathon and then I ran another marathon, I book, I double booked myself. So I went into the lottery for the Marine Corps marathon and I went into the lottery for, and I, and I also signed up for the North Carolina, I mean, uh, the Virginia marathon, the family, Richmond, Virginia family marathon. And the, the idea of getting into the Marine Corps Marathon was like a long shot. You know, it's super yeah, hard to yeah. get into. I mean, I, I may as well play the lottery. It's like one of those things. And my friend's like, what if you get into both? I'm like, there's no chance I'll get into both. So sure <laughs> enough, of course, I get into both. And they're three weeks apart. Nice. And I'd only run one marathon. And all of a sudden, I'm running two in three weeks. I'm training for back-to-back, <laughs> essentially. And i got to be honest, I felt great i felt amazing that second marathon and three weeks later did not and i'm like nice. well maybe i don't need that much recovery and so i signed up for another one and then another <laughs> one and then i i got it in my head i was like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna run a marathon a month for a year let's just see if i could do a 12 marathons yeah. a year. sounds reasonable <laughs> and so i'm 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 doing this i'm doing this race in michigan and it's called it's called Groundhog Day, the Groundhog Day Mar- Marathon, and it's in February. It's February 2nd or February 4th, actually, just after Groundhog Day, and it's a four-mile loop. And so, you know, it's Groundhog Day. Okay, so, so it's like a Groundhog, yeah, over and over. <laughs> yeah. It's eight degrees outside, so it's freezing nice. cold. And you know how runners do, especially if you're on a course that's on a loop. You start chatting, right? So you talk yeah. to everybody. This guy comes up to me. We're just talking about marathons. And I told him, I said, I was going to run a marathon a month for a year. And he said, I had that same idea five years ago. And I was like, well, how did it go? He goes, I'm on my 66th month. And my mind blew. I was like, what? <laughs> you no. do that? I, I thought I was being like this courageous in a year. He's like, I've been doing it for more than five years. I'm like, wow. That's like, awesome. I got to get my goal setting up here. You know? <laughs> to increase my goals here. But um so I ran, I ran 37 months in a row, a marathon a month, 37 months in a row. And then the coronavirus hit. And what my original point was, piggybacking on your speed work on the treadmill, that's the one thing I'm looking forward to the most because that, I've, I've gotten sluggish. I've gotten slow this year. Yeah. The beginning of the year, I ran two marathons, three marathons at the beginning of the year. I was still doing my marathon a month. I ran, I ran Phoenix. Uh, I ran – um arkansas which is such a great race if you haven't run little rock arkansas oh yeah yeah then I've, I've got the oh, big right. yeah i was there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I run it twice that's such a fun race yeah and i ran in birmingham okay and so i did those three races january february march and then coronavirus and everything shuts down but i was still in such great you know, I thought at the time, March, I mean, who thought that the world was going to end legit? <laughs> exactly. I had the, I, I got into the Vermont 100 and I was going to do the 100K as my, so I'm, my goal is to do 100. I haven't yet. Yeah. yeah. So baby step. I did the JFK yeah, yeah. 50. I was going to do the 100K. Done a bunch of 50Ks. I was going to do the 100K in June in Vermont and then work my way up into the 100 miler. 
JFK gets canceled. But I mean, uh, the Vermont gets canceled. But at the time, I didn't know that. So I'm just still in training mode, training mode, training mode. Of course, they were one of the last ones to holding out. They go, all right, we can't do it. And then right from that moment on, I started getting slower and slower. And, you know, I still ran. I'm still running. I'm still doing long run Saturdays and Sundays and still having fun. But I just got slower. And so, and so I think that's one of the big things that I'm going to be able to do with this treadmill is speed work. That's going to be yeah. Yeah. to your point. That's because it's so important and it's so hard to main, you know, the cadence and maintaining and all that when you're on the street. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, you're yeah. cruising right along in red light. Oh, man. <laughs> you got to wait for a car or a dog. I know. You know, I know. Or if you get lucky, you do speed work, a dog starts chasing you or something. It'll be <laughs> that happens. You know, it's funny you say that. When I first – I'm from Vermont. And so in Vermont, we – you know, our biggest city is terrible. You can't even call it a city, right? It's such a very small community. The whole state of Vermont is pretty small. And I moved just outside of the Bronx. I talk about a culture shock. I go oh, wow. from Vermont to New York City. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a I had a ten mile run to do, and I had to work that day. And so I ju- I just moved there, and I was like, no problem. I'm a big fan of running out one way and coming home. So if I have a ten mile run, I really only have a five mile run. Then I got to go home. You know, run yeah, five yeah, miles. Yeah. Away, you got to go home. So hey, games. <laughs> I, I saw that the Bronx Zoo was five miles from my house. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, Four perfect. in the morning, get up, run to the Bronx Zoo, turn around and come home. Well, what I did not count on is, you know, think about it, four in the morning. I'm in neon yellow. I've got a headlamp on and <laughs> I have headset, uh, headphones in and I'm just running and I start getting cat called. Yeah, because there's prostitutes, drug oh, dealers. No. <laughs> They haven't gone to bed yet, and here I am, this yellow big bird running down the street. I never ran so fast in my life. Oh, man. Hey, that's hilarious. I, I haven't told this story a lot, but I lived in Hawaii for, for a year. I was in Honolulu, and where we lived, I would run early in the morning, and I'd run to Waikiki and run along it. Well, going through at early in the morning like that, there was a certain – I forgot the name of the road. I think it was it was Ala Drive. And same thing, except, you know, I'm getting catcalled and stuff and I'm running. I'm like, I'm just exercising. And I looked and and the person catcalling me had bigger calves than me. And so I found out it was it was it was guys just dressed like women. And I was like, okay. Uh, and and a few times I accidentally went down there again and it was the same thing. I was like, oh, okay. Just gonna pick a different route, you know. <laughs> so <I> was like, <laughs> that was my speed work. I ran through. Ran through that there. is so funny. It's always it's always nice to have that that uh, element of fear. Nothing will help you faster than exactly. fear. Like I think I think he could catch me. I'm going. You know. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I like well, Hawaii. I I run the Honolulu Marathon. Yeah. Marathon. I ran I, – while I was there one year, I ran the half marathon, and they had they had the Olympic trials there for the sprint, one-mile sprint. Or I don't know if they had the actual trials, but they had Olympic runners there. Oh, and wow. And they, the, they were doing this um, – so the, the half marathon, they had like three days of running. So they had like a kid's yeah. fun run, and they, they had a mile run on the beach, and then they had the half marathon nice. the next day. And 
they had some Olympic runners and they were all they were doing the one mile and it was a half out and half back. And they gave the women a gosh, like a nine or maybe an 18 second head start, like not a legit head start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, you it was so exciting to see how fast. I mean, yeah, you're just like the Olympic Olympic caliber. It's like, I mean, yeah, we can't. We'd hurt ourselves. <laughs> just try. You know, like, I, can't even, I can't even. I can't even explain <laughs> how. But like, you ever seen? You ever been by the railroad track? And I remember I, we lived by railroad tracks when I was a kid. And my dad used to take us out there as a warning and go, "Now you see, once you see the light, you count how long it takes for them to get there, and the trains are moving so fast, it'd be like yeah. five seconds." That's what it was like. You could right when you saw them, they were on you. Like, yeah. <laughs> like in the distance, they're <laughs> like, "Holy." <laughs> oh well uh, i did i did the honolulu marathon that one was uh it was tough because it's so humid there and there were some of the elites that were like they were having to get medical attention and stuff and then they, at the time they had a north shore marathon and now it's just a, uh now it's just a half but i got to do that one and that was pretty it was beautiful and um that's a beautiful place man i i, I miss it i lived there for a year i i, I, I want to take my wife there because she has yeah it's you know what's funny about it is, like you were saying with the nightlife, you don't realize how sketchy Honolulu can be as well. <laughs> yeah, I'd run Chinatown, man, and you're having to jump over some stuff, you know? Yeah. You don't think Hawaii's sketchy. It's it, There's parts that are sketchy. Yeah, yeah. Um, we I took my my son. Um, there's um, a skateboard little park, and, um, you know, they had some kind of some sketchy people that were hanging out by the skate park. And my son's he was young at the time. And he just, you know, wa- you know, I'm watching him and some guy sitting next to me said, man, that's hardcore. And I'm like, what? And I looked over and there was a couple there doing something. And I, he's like, that's crack. And I was like, they're doing crack at the skate park. Oh and I'm like, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I was like, OK, time to go. You know, it's like, <laughs> you see, and they, they weren't a young couple. They're like middle aged and you know, People need to realize or the the best high you can get is on your feet running, right? Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, man, I'm I'm glad I you know I, I I'm a, I'm I admit my addiction has to deal with you know exercise and running and and doing something like that, but at least it's uh you know it's it's healthy and if I keep the balance in check, you know uh it's it's a it can be a good thing. Um, but uh, man, this this what's it's interesting. There are a lot of people probably listening right now um, to the podcast and ultra runners who come out of a lifestyle like that, you know, with 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 different addictions and and different and what they've done is kind of replaced, you know, running and and being healthy with with the former addictions. Now, now you said that you. Um, you had a, a life change moment where you, you know, you, you looked at your life and you were like, I don't want to, I'm seeing who I am and I don't want to be that. And I want to be this. So tell, tell, let's start like, I mean, start pretty early, like uh, growing up, uh, w- w- did you grow up uh, doing athletics or, or how was your, what was your life like growing up? Yeah, I, I was the youngest of four kids and my, the spread between us is like, not very maybe five years like my oldest brother's like maybe five years older than me so not a terrible a lot but so enough to where when he started playing sports and needing someone to play with my middle brother was smart enough you know he got hit a couple of times i'm like i'm not playing with you anymore i was never that smart so he was always (laughs) decking me 
And, yeah. and so I was always game to playing football and baseball, and I, I just really loved it. I, you know, what's weird is I, I had two significant running events in my life before I joined the Marine Corps. Once I joined the Marine Corps, <laughs> you know, running was no longer a fun thing. It became yeah. it became a chore. I've got a I've got a great shirt that says "My sport is your sports your sports punishment." Yeah, Super. yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, because now it's running, right? Like yeah. you do yeah. laps for punishment. I do it for fun. Anyway. <laughs> so we, we did do, I did enter a race when I was real little and maybe seven, eight years old, indoor track race running. And it was my first time indoor running, first time on a track. And I'll, I tell you, that was 40 years ago. Even to this day, I can feel when I think about it, what I, I felt like I was the fastest kid on earth. I felt I've never been able to breathe so well. My feet just kept, I, I mean, I felt amazing during the practice and then (laughs) during the practice. (laughs) There you go. Okay. All right. (laughs) Nice. And then we got up to race and I must have spent every bit of my energy on the practice and I just died on the race. It's so funny. My dad's like, what happened? I I left it on the practice. That's it. (laughs) Nice. And then, uh, and then my cousin, a couple of years later, I was maybe 11 or 12 years old. My cousin and I decided we got it in our brains that we were going to run the Boston marathon. And so we started training for the Boston marathon at age like 11. Oh, okay. Every day we'd go out and we'd run, you know, we thought we ran 50 miles, but, you know, maybe a mile, maybe a mile and a half, kicking a can, all just, all we talked about is how great it's going to be to run the marathon and, like, reliving all the whole things. And, you know, at the time, this is in the early 80s, they would televise the Boston Marathon. They would televise the New York City Marathon. So you get to watch it. And it was just so fun. And Yeah. Uh, and then we fell out of that, and I don't know. I don't know why we stopped doing that, but I did not. And then I went into Marine Corps, and then in the Marine Corps is when I found out they started doing like mud runs, duathlons. That was super fun. I mean, I had the best time. You know, this is before even before Spartans were a thing and rugged yeah. maniacs were a thing. The Marine Corps was setting up fun mud runs where, I mean, you'd run, you'd get. Two miles in, you have to do pull-ups, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that was just... Punch you in the face. You have to run a few more laps. It was the best. It was just the best. It was really fun. And so then I I didn't I didn't get into really... I tried, tried for a long time to do bodybuilding, and I really like lifting weights. I like how it feels. I like yeah, that. Thanks. Like could never get into it. I ever, I always wanted to, I try, I do it for a couple months. I'd fall out of it. And then when I hit 43, I was drinking a lot. I was heavy, real heavy and just in a miserable point. And at that point I had no, when I decided I didn't, I never decided to run. I certainly never decided to become a marathon runner or an ultra marathon runner. I decided just to be the type of person who, who, who moves more. I was like, you know, I'm going to be the type of person who just, goes outside and takes a left or a right and goes for a walk. And then that walk turned to a jog and that jog turned to my first run. And then I did a rugged maniac race with some friends. And then that turned into another one and a couple more. And then we did a Spartan race. And I'm like, this is cool. And my friend's like, you want to do a half marathon? I was like, all right. And 
Just drinking the Kool-Aid. Drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> and then at the day after I did my half marathon, I signed up for my first marathon. I was like, if I can do that, yeah. I can do my, my first full marathon. And I did it at the Garden City or the Garden Spot Marathon in Pennsylvania. And now this is what I, this is. I was new to running. Yeah. So for anybody listening who's new to running, don't make this mistake. I did not look at the course map or the elevation, nor oh. did I pay attention to the tagline. The tagline was conquer the hill. All right. I should not have. Been- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a first one. You go to the you go to the one that says something about pancake or something, you know, like flat as a pancake. <laughs> yeah. Panama City, flat as a pancake. Yeah. That's the first marathon, not conquer the hill. Yeah. And uh, so it was it was the toughest thing I ever done in my life. Twenty six brutal miles up over hills. It was really really challenging. And I mean, I must have wore that medal for a week. I mean, I went to the dentist with it. I had meetings <laughs> with it. I, I mean, it was. I felt for the first – I never earned a medal before, by the way. I never came in first of anything. I know a lot of people are against appreciation medals or against, you know, like little trophies for kids or whatever. I'll tell you, I never earned one. Never. I I grew up in the generation where you didn't get a trophy for participating. You you just didn't. And and it changed my life. Getting that medal Mm – because let's be honest. I ran 26 miles. And I wasn't competing with you. I was competing with me. Yeah. And I was a lot harder to beat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because running, running, uh, like probably any sport, I don't know any sport as intimately as I do running. Running is a mental game. It's nothing, very little physical. It's all mental. You're either in it to win it or you're going to quit on the side of the road and call an Uber. Yeah, yeah. It's, It's mental from the, from the, the time you decide you're going to do a race to the time the, at four o'clock in the morning or whenever you run, when you step out of that door, there's a mental battle right there each and every day, you know? Um, 100%. Yeah. So, so let, let's, let's back up just a little bit though. So when you, when you got out of the Marine Corps, um, you know, evidently, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be fit. How long, how long did you serve for? And, and thank you for serving by the way. Uh, yeah. Thank, uh, you're welcome. It's weird to have people say, thank you for your service. You know, I didn't, I, it's really, I mean, the Marine Corps. I don't know how to put it. Uh, I didn't get to. I didn't. I didn't do any. Sir, I didn't go to war. I didn't right, go to right. Iraq I, and nothing like that. But it yeah. was the greatest. I mean, it's Boy Scouts with guns. You know, you go hang out for a couple of months in the woods. You blow stuff up. You dig some holes. You beat each other up. You wrestle a lot. You get into fights. You talk about everything and anything. You know. Yeah. My, my dad was this guy who knew more about melons than I'd ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. He grew up on a melon farm. I'm like, melons? He's like, yeah, melons. You can know, melons, melons, melons. I'm like, it's like, like Bubba on uh, Forrest Gump. Really? Shrimp burger, shrimp, yeah, melon. That's a great example. That's a million percent what it's like. You meet people from all over the country, and they all have these unique – they just know stuff. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. I mean, it, it, I had the best time – and it, it, I was in during 9/11, but again, I was, I was in, I was an admin or what they would call a pogue, 
which is a yeah. people other than grunts. Uh, <laughs> nice. You'd think being a Marine would be cool. There are some uncool jobs. And how long were you in for? Eight years. Eight years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, but the Marine Corps is just the greatest thing I've ever done. I mean, if you if you're if you're young enough, and you know, right now, special forces especially, they are they are struggling to get kids. So they're struggling to find 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 year old men who are in shape and don't smoke pot. That's their biggest <laughs> challenge right now. Wow. Finding That's young, cr- young men who don't smoke pot and are in are in decent shape. Wow. It's, isn't that yeah. great? That's it's great. So my, my dad, my dad was in the Marine Corps. I was born uh, on the base at uh, Paris Island. Oh um, my. And uh, yeah. And so he, uh, he was only in for, um, he was in for a little, he stayed in a little bit longer so I could be born. And I think I cost less than $20 to be born. And I told him, <laughs> I always tease him. I say, you get what you pay for, man. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and so, yeah. And I, I love the, the stories and all, and it's, uh, I've, I've, I, I didn't serve, but I've learned a lot from him and the way he was brought up and the way, you know, uh, the things that he learned and, and, you know, from, from serving and, uh, uh, man, I just, I just appreciate it. And, and, the I don't know, there, there's something about when you're, when you're brought up by somebody who, who served or you're connected the the patriotism and, um, you know, I don't know, just love, love my country. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I, I'm a third generation Marine. So my dad nice. was a Marine, my grandfather okay. was a Marine. Yeah. And it kind of was in my blood. I always wanted to be a Marine. And, man, when I got that EGA, the Eagle Globe and Anchor, which is a symbol of the Marine Corps, and you have to work your ass off to earn it in boot camp. And I mean, I'll tell you, when I got that, that was – that was that's kind of like – it's got to be – and I don't know, but it's got to be like the – the when you get – like if you if you decide to become a minister – and you must be that first time you put the collar on it so you actually look like a minister. And people yeah. now address you differently. You know, like yeah. now they're calling you father or, you know, something. Yeah. yeah. That must be a very humbling experience. You must be like, ego, get out of here because this is really way bigger than me. That's what it was like for me when I when I got that EGA. I was like, holy hell, I'm, I belong now to something that is. Yeah. I mean, we're the we. I mean, the Marine Corps is the greatest, I mean, defensive offensive military i mean there's nothing i can't even i mean i took a two-week course called weapons of opportunity and it was two weeks of how to kill somebody with anything in your per like this (laughs) you know dude that's that's every little little guy's dream (laughs) it's exactly what i'm saying like when you can sign up for a course that is called weapons of opportunity listen yeah, the, the, like you can take a sign up for any of these courses. Like, really, every one of them are just amazing sounding. You're like, <laughs> how to kill with a flamethrower? That's a course. I can get college credits for this. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I made that one up. We're not doing anything with yeah, flamethrower. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was how to build a flamethrower. That's what. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just so, legit, straight up. And yeah. and then you know, like you're saying about patriotism. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think that once you decide to defend anything, you know, when you do hard stuff with other people, you 
create a bond that's unbreakable, right? So you end up doing hard stuff with people from all over the country, and we're all under the same umbrella called the American flag, and we all have this same American spirit and fight in us, and yeah. man, I don't know that I would have, I don't know that I could be as patriotic as I am today had I not gone through it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now I'm so patriotic that I... I don't tolerate it at all. I I can't stand anybody that's anti-American. I I and I know this isn't this kind this this isn't the oh, show, no. but I just <laughs> don't. I, I you just, know, yeah, it just rubs me so bad. So go go to any other country and you realize how 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 blessed we are to be here, man. I, just you know they give they give our country a bad rap because they don't know better and you go any you go to just about any other country and you'll find out you know you can go go hang out in the middle east go uh go to africa i've been to africa on mission trips and and uh you know, find out how fortunate we are to have the opportunities that we have. Every single one of us, from the poorest to the richest, uh, every color, every we've got opportunities, and and uh, it's a great country, man. <laughs> no, I agree. You know, and one of the other things I want to, I should highlight here is that I I work in nursing homes. Okay. And this, I work in housekeeping in nursing homes. I own a housekeeping management company, and. I was I was just like maybe 2011, 2012, right before 2013 is when I was like, I'm forget this. I'm going to go do something else with myself. I met a guy in a nursing home, an older gentleman, 85 years old. And he asked me why I was so fat. Right. Like just straight up. Why are you so fat? Old people and baby and kids. So I was like totally caught off guard. I'm like, I don't know. So he he. He really had a huge impact on me because I spent maybe five minutes with him, but they're the most five significant minutes of my life because he said that he was the only one that he knows that's alive. He goes, I don't know anybody else that's alive. My parents are dead. My brothers, my younger brothers are dead. All my friends I grew up with, all my friends that my kid, my, my brothers and sisters, friends, they're dead. Everybody I've ever known is dead. Do you want to know why I'm alive? And I'm like, let me pull up a chair. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. Oh, Get a pen yes. and paper. <laughs> Tell me what the secret is. And he said that he, until he turned 50, when he turned 50, he stopped. And let me think if I could. His words were like, I stopped chasing skirts. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped drinking and smoking cigarettes. That's what he said. So at 50, he stopped chasing skirts, drinking and smoking cigarettes, and he started to run. Huh. And he has run in every state, on every continent. He's run marathons all over the world. And he said, and if you want the secret to living, you will see the world on your feet. That's how you live. You get a pair of shoes, sneakers on, and you start running. And like that's maybe a year before I drop everything and start running. Like that, he had a huge impact on me. Yeah. Huge impact. He planted, planted that seed, man. Planted. That. that. Yeah. So, so at the time, so let, let's talk about that. So you out of the Marine Corps and then you end up where you, you're, you're running this, you, you know, services yeah, working for a housekeeping management company. And then I eventually went on my own. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, but, you know, you alluded to earlier, you know, your, 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 your health wasn't very, very good and, and, you know, yeah, drinking and for a lot of, for a lot of reasons too, most notably, you know, when you, when you lose sight of your, when your mission changes from yourself to something else, I think, I think that's what happened with me. My mission became all about my job. And so I I would get up and go to work. 
I wouldn't stop working until I went to bed. Wow. And I'd never put time on the schedule for me. Oh, of course, I paid the dues. I belonged to the gym. I never yeah. went. <laughs> yeah, I belonged, right? I mean, I always had the best intentions. I knew my waist was getting bigger. I knew I wasn't making the smartest decisions. But I was never my focus. My focus was always my wife, kid, you know, work, wife, kid, work, wife, kid, work, trying to do all that. And never did I say, OK, I'm, I'm going to go for a walk. Because, I, I mean, not that people would have, but I would have thought people would have been like, had like five heads. Like, you worked 18 hours today. Now you want another hour to yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How about do some dishes around here, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It took, me, it took me a long time to realize that that whole adage about, you know, you heard that whole you must have flown. And you know that when they're talking about if oxygen is needed, they'll fall from the ceiling and you have to put yours on first before you can help somebody else. That 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 idea escaped me yeah. most of my life. Mm-hmm. That I am the most important person to not only me but to the person beside me. Right? Yeah. If there's if there's some something goes down, it's just you and me, whether we know each other or not. You all of a sudden become the most important person to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So it's me and you and you and me and. If I'm not taking good care of myself, if I can't jump out of this chair and help yeah. because I'm too fat, I'm too, you know, I've not done all the things. I, I've not put myself first physically, then I can't put myself first mentally, which means I'm no good to anybody else. And didn't know that. I, I'm i telling you, I, I lived 43 years without knowing that. I didn't know that I had to first put me first physically so that I can then put me first mentally and emotionally and then I'm good to people. Otherwise, I'm no good to anybody. Well, it, it's it's crazy because you're you you're busy and you're doing the things, but you're you're not as as good uh, at any of it that you would be if you were taking care of like as a as a husband, as a father, as a as a manager, as whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. we, you know, I that light has to come on because, you know, man, I'm working so hard and I'm doing, I'm providing. You're doing all the right things. You think, yeah, I'm providing, I'm, I'm managing, I'm, I'm doing the things, but you know, you're not as efficient. You're not as good. You're not as quick. You're not as, as you can be. And not only Um, that, but you're not taking time for you. And here's the secret. If you don't take, put you first, nobody else is going to. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's nobody else's job. Nobody's job is to put me first. Yeah. And if I expect somebody to put me over them, I'm naive at best and stupid at worst. Right. Like, I mean, it's just my wife has to put herself first. Yeah. I have to put myself first. If she does that and I do this, man, do we have happy days? Well, and, and the way in the way you say, you know. Somebody would say, oh, it's selfish. But I mean, we we just we talked and, and you, you're saying you're putting yourself first, but you're getting up at four in the morning to get it done before work so that your wife can get it done in the afternoon. You know, so there's there's a there's a and there's that give and take. But and I do the same thing. I'm I'm the early morning guy and I, I get up when I get back. Everybody's just waking up, you know, <laughs> so yeah, it's, <laughs> and I'm a much happier person if I get up and do that. If I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't have a temper. I mean, I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I run so much. I work out everything. You run off I have crazy. every conversation before I'm going to have them. I have every problem worked out. I, I've come up to 18 different conclusions. I've worked out different scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think exactly. I'm like, all right, this is what I was thinking. 
I th- no, I thought of that too. Well, what do you? No, I thought about. I went for a five mile run. I thought about that. Too. <laughs> you know you what know I hate is. I hate when I figure out all the world's problems and forget half of them before I get home. It's like I had a solution. I forgot what it was. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I will. I will admit though that I I I like it so much that I'll run in the morning and then my wife will come home from work and she'll go running and I'll go run with her too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go, yeah, that's good. <laughs> She's like, you want to go with me? I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah, let's do it. Let's Did you do run it. already? It's all right. <laughs> and then you get to spend time with her. It's good, man. It's a win-win. Percent the greatest, greatest sport. Greatest. Yeah. You don't have to be fast at it. You can walk and run. You can do a blend. You can travel. You can yeah. meet new people. You can, I mean, you can challenge yourself in any, in, in so many ways, whether it's with, like we were saying earlier, with weather conditions and still getting yeah. out there, or it's, it's seven o'clock at night. And although you meant to run this morning, you didn't, and you still need to run. You know what? It's only seven. Yeah. You can still go. Yeah. You know, like, it's so great. It's just so great. It's, it's the greatest sport ever. Yeah. So no, I, ultra running, because I, I know that you run hundred mile races, which I haven't done yet. You're, you'll get there. You'll get there. you get. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll- hey, guys, we're going to take a quick break in the action. I want to tell you, I, I, we talked at the beginning of the podcast about Runner's World Tulsa. And not only are they a running store and have all these services and all, but they also they put on races. And I want to tell you about a few of them that are coming up uh, on March 13th, the St. Patrick's Day 5K and one mile fun run. The proceeds for it benefit Special Olympics. Uh, of Oklahoma and Tulsa Running Club. Man, they got door prizes. I think there were 2,100 people last year that ran the race. Um, You you need to go uh, check that out. It's on their site, www.runnersworldtulsa.com. They've got door prizes and everything else. And then March 21st, it's kind of the start of the the, the Try Guys uh, season there. It's the, the Tat Chris Brown Tulsa Duathlon. It's a 5K road run, a 25K uh, bike, and another 5K road run. It's in Mohawk Park in Tulsa. Uh, the running is on a flat and fast course, and the bike course is relatively flat with some rolling hills and uh man it it should be a a good time to start off uh you guys who like those multiple disciplines um and get out there and and support the race and and you know support yourself have fun get out there challenge yourself see how fast you can do it all right let's get back to ralph let's get there but i want to highlight something though because you said you started you made a decision you made a mental decision that that Okay, that you wanted to start making some changes. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever read the book, uh, and I don't get paid for endorsing or whatever. It's Atomic Habits by James Clear. Uh, And there's another book called Tiny Habits. I forgot who it's by. but it's about making t- changing, making those small decisions, those small steps, those little bitty decisions that that change, you know, and it's kind of like deciding who you want to be, who who would, you know, that person that I want to be, what would they do? You know, what are those tiny habits they would put in? And and so you started and it and it you, you went over that really quick. But it's it's those it's those little steps that keep you know growing and by deciding who you want to be and making those small decisions you're actually changing yourself it's kind of like a i don't know it's like a snowball effect you know yeah so i had i had so it, it's a i apologize for uh, driving right by this because i think no no but yeah that's yeah so i had this huge 
meltdown kind of accident while I was vacationing in the Bahamas. Again, yeah. I was a drinker and I was overweight. Okay. And I wasn't happy where I was. And I'm, so I'm in the Bahamas, which is, I mean, can we agree? It's like paradise, right? Yeah, and I'm yeah. miserable. I'm, mi- I'm <laughs> hating everything. And I'm, at the time, this is 2013, there was a big infomercial with, I don't know if it was um, P90X or some crazy workout routine. And they were constantly running the infomercials. And yeah. it was a guy and a girl, and they were like going through the workouts and whatever. And they both looked amazing. I mean, top to bottom, amazing. Their bodies were perfect. Every time they moved, you saw their entire muscle structure yeah. with them. <laughs> and at the time, like I am today, I train managers. So I, I write job routines for a living. I break down processes. I'm into operations knee deep every day. I'm always trying to find efficient ways of doing things. Yeah. And I'm watching these two fit human beings and a light bulb goes off and I'm like, that's their job. Their job is to look amazing. Now imagine, just imagine for a moment that your job was to look amazing. I mean, just to play the scenario out in my head, I'm like, so if somebody said to them, Hey, it's so-and-so's birthday. We're going to go out and get some pizza and beer. Do you want to go? They would then have to say, I can't, I'm working. And they're like, what do you mean you're working? My job is not to have pizza (laughs) and beer because my job is to look like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what would their day look like? What time would they wake up? How long would they exercise for? Do they spend all day in the gym or do they just do it? What would they eat? What does their work schedule look like? What time do they go to bed? Like, I'm writing their job routine. I'm like, all right, if I were them, this is what I would have to do. And so then I thought, wait a minute, not what if my job was to be healthy. It is my job to be healthy. All right, hold on. (laughs) Myself a job routine. And that's what I did. I did not have any grand, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to be fit ripped. I'm not, I'm not ripped at all. And so my whole, my whole goal was to go, all right, I want to be a healthier person. I want to be the type of person who exercises every day. The gym doesn't work for me. The gym, I love the idea of the gym. I belong to it. I've paid dues for years. Yeah. But the gym has a reverse psychological effect on me. And that means that I always wait to go to the gym to work out. And so because I don't go to the gym, I don't. <laughs> work I don't. Out, <laughs> <laughs> and so I decided to quit the gym. I bought running shoes and I was like, I'm just going to go for a walk. I'm going to take a left. Maybe I'll take a right. I'm just going to walk out of my house. I'm going to go 30 minutes in that direction. And then I'm going to have to come home. All of a sudden I'm walking a mile. Yeah. I mean, walking an hour. That's all my goal was. Yeah. Then I started to play the telephone game where you're jogging from one telephone pole to the next one. So you run from, ah, and you can't breathe. You throw up a little bit in your mouth. You walk to the next telephone pole and you go, all right, let me try that again. And you run to the next telephone pole. And before you know it, you're walking out your door and you're running the entire way. And then you're turning around and running all the way back. And then somebody's like, hey, you're looking pretty good. I heard you're running. Do you want to do a rugged maniac with me? And I mean, it just snowballs. All of a sudden, nice. people are like, hey, you are you look like you're like me, somebody who likes to have fun and get after it a little bit and, you know, do some tough, fun stuff. And that's yeah. how it happened. But Before I you, legit wrote myself a job routine. That's I, awesome. It's like, okay, they're on the path that I can be on. I can follow. I can do that. I want to do that. 
That's awesome. That and before you know it, you're you're running a marathon on the the hill that kills <laughs> whatever that whatever that was. <laughs> Conquer the hill. Conquer the hill. Conquer the, the hill that kills. <laughs> That's a better title. Can they kill the hills? The yeah, hill that yeah, kills. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, so I, I I love that. And and so you've been on you know since then you, it's grown. You've been on the journey. You've you've done how how many marathons have you done so far? I've done 88 full marathons. I've done wow. four Ironmans. I've done three century bike rides. I've done, I don't know, maybe eight or nine ultra marathons. Anything over 26 is an ultra. So a lot of 50Ks, one 50 miler. I I did a bunch of back-to-back marathons. I'm, nice. I'm even signed up for Two Rivers, which is coming up in March, fingers crossed, because it was canceled yeah. this year. But I did it a couple of years in a row where they – do a marathon on Saturday, then another one on Sunday. Nice. You know, so that's scheduled for March this year. The Vermont 100 is scheduled for again this year, so we're hoping that's going to go forward. And I mean, I've done a lot, and I have a lot more to do. My goal was to run 50 marathon, run a marathon in every state by the time I'm 50. Yeah. And it's not going to happen because I turned 50 in April, and okay. I have eight states left. Okay. And all of them are shut. I would have done it had no problem had the country not shut down in March. Yeah, yeah. Stupid COVID. <laughs> I know. But if, if fingers crossed, if uh, stuff opens up, I should be able to get it done within my 50th year. So I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, I don't care. yeah, Listen, yeah. yeah. You, know, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do when I run my 50th uh, state marathon in the 50th state? What's that? I'm going to start again. I'm going to run 50 <laughs> more races in the 50 states, and they're going to be a different race because hey, there's do, so many races in every state. Oh, there's a different part yeah. of the state. Hey, do an ultra in every state, man. Love it. There you there go. You go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, man, so that, that that's, that's pretty awesome. Did you get to do Boston? No, I didn't do Boston, and I, and I did New York, but I had to okay. – um, I had to uh, 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 do the, you know, you have to, there's a way to qualify for New York by volunteering. Yeah, yeah. And so, so that's the only, you know, I like, I couldn't win the lottery to save my life or anything <laughs> like that. So, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Nice. So, no, I, I did New York, but I haven't done Boston yet. Boston, okay. you, you can, you can do charity runs for Boston, but it's like $5,000. Yeah, yeah, you got to rate. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. It is. And it I is. still have to run. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you still have to. Yeah, my five grand. <laughs> yeah, and then the qualifications are getting harder. And I, I got to do it. And uh, my my wife jokes around. She said, um, "Let's see. At my current pace, I would have to be like I don't know eighty <laughs> and run the same speed I run now to get into Boston. <laughs> so it's it's getting tough. You know uh, what? You know what's funny is I got a call a couple of years ago from a friend of mine. I work in nursing homes, and she said, "There's a lady I need you to meet at this nursing home. Come up and have lunch with us." And I'm like, "Okay." So I go up. And I'm sitting in the foyer and my friend's like, she's coming around the corner. Just listen. And I was like, listen. And sure enough, you hear cha-ting, cha-ting, cha-ting. And I see her. She comes around the corner. She's like 80 years old. She's got a walker and she has five first place marathon medals on her walker. Nice. And I like, I'm like That is badass. Like, holy, <laughs> she got first place in Chicago. She got first place in Philadelphia. She got first place. All these places. And so we're sitting there, and she had a slight amount of uh, of Alzheimer's, so she's not completely with it. So getting beats and bits and pieces. Case in point, I tell her over and over that I run marathons just like her, and she's like, "What the hell for?" And I'm like, "Okay." 
nice. not exactly where I thought this was going to go. <laughs> but her story was really fun. Her husband died when she was 62. She was 62. Her husband died. And she fell into a Great Depression, she said. And she said a couple of years after she couldn't get out of her own way, her kids came and did this big intervention made her get out of the house, said, you got to come, you got to get your life back together. She started running and started running marathons. And because of her age, she took first place in every marathon. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Man, you know, I tell, I tell people all the time, they're like, I'm too old for this. I'm too this. I'm like, no, man. She ran her first marathon at 66. Dude, that is amazing. I love it. Yeah. I, I, she had like I five it. first place marathon medals. I love it. I love it. You know, and it's crazy. Um, so I was looking at, I, I, I just did a, a ultra marathon, the Moab, and I, that's the one I, I was telling you about, I DNF'd. Um, but 240 miles, and there's all kind of people in there over 60. And, and there are 100 milers where people are 70-something years old, and they're just they're out there doing it, you know, covering ground, you know. And uh, they might not be placing first in the whole thing, but they're getting it done. <laughs> that's awesome. We were yeah. born I mean, it's 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 the most freeing. And you know what? So and, and again, I kind of touched on it before, but it, it's it's the one place where we can all be heroes. We can all be superheroes because you're competing with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it a crazy feeling? Uh, I, I, uh, Hal Kerner, who's a, a ultra marathoner and he's 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 won a bunch of. Uh, you know, big races, Western states and stuff. But he said uh, somebody was interviewing him and the guy interviewing him said, you know, what's the difference between between you and me? And he said and the guy wasn't a runner or anything like that. he said, I could walk out the door right now and run a marathon. <laughs> and the guy's like, all right. You know, it's like <laughs> it feels like a superpower, you know, when you really does. you get out and you like people are like, hey, what would you do this morning? And you're like, um, I don't know, ran 20 miles or, you know, <laughs> like what? When I was when I was and I haven't for a couple of months now, but when at the beginning of this year, I was training for the Vermont Mar Vermont 100. I was getting I was running 10 miles a day, yeah. seven days a week. I don't even today. I don't take a break. I don't take a day off. I run yeah. every day. Yeah. Yeah. I might slow my pace. I might slow my mileage, but I yeah. never not yeah. run. I, it's running's good for me. Yeah. But I was running 10 miles a day for months. And I remember I would just meet people and they'd be like, oh, so I heard you run, you know, like how, how far did you run today? I'm like, oh, I did 10 miles this morning. And, and to them, they'd be like 10 miles. And I was like, that was like four hours ago. I mean, you know, it's eight o'clock in the morning. That's four hours ago. And I could quite <laughs> honestly run a whole marathon. Like you, you lose sense of how difficult and amazing it really is. It becomes, you know, us were like, ah, see, that's nothing. But it's not nothing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Well, and and so so and because people and there are people like uh, it's an ultra running podcast, and and we have ultra runners that listen. But there are people that are just curious that are into it. And so what I want what I want people to hear is that man, it's that that ability is inside of them. It's inside of all of us. You just have to make that that decision. And look, this is going to be the beginning, you know, this is going to air. It's going to be the, the first one for the new year. And man, what a, you know, people were looking to, to do what you did to, to make changes. And man, what a, what a great example to just, you know, get, just get out and start walking, you know, start small. I, totally I had no intentions of being an ultra runner. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and you just make you making those decisions and, and, they grow and man, you, and you don't have to, cause a lot of people, they get, 
that's how people get injured. They like to, they buy the shoes and they just start, you know, they, they go crazy and you know, you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta build to the crazy, you know, you gotta, you'll get there, believe me, but you know, you get out there and, and, and just start doing something and before you know it and it feeds you mentally. Once you make the decision and do the physical, man, it, it, you get encouraged. Like you said, when you got that medal, I mean, yeah, I'm that guy, you know, what the greatest feeling I'm, you know, I mean, there's so, I'm so excited to have to, when people are like, what's your bio? Like, what do you want to put in your bio? And I'm like, gee, um, uh, a Marine. That's a good one. Put down the Marine. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, I'm an Iron Man. Put that down. I'm an Iron. No, wait, 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 wait. Ultra marathon. No, put, wait a minute. Which one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, because you're living life, man. I you know, love I love it. I gotta tell you, Marine Corps is the toughest thing. It's, everything else is uh, is very yeah. tough, but the Marine Corps was. Uh, oh, you need to change your bio on your website because I think it just says uh, four over forty marathons or something. So <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I, I'm glad I asked because you need, you need to update it. Yeah, <laughs> I, update it. No, I know, I know. Yeah. So, um, so that that's that's the thing man people to 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 get that that mindset and the cool thing is is there's always like a carrot to hang in front of you because like you've done i mean i mean 80 marathons dude that's that's amazing 50 k's 50 miles but then you know you, you could just sit back and continue to do that but you're like no you you're still you know, about to turn 50 and you're like, I'm going to, I want to run a hundred miler. I want to, you know, do the hundred K. I'm not going to run a hundred miler. I'm going to run a bunch of hundred mile races. I can't, yeah. I, 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 I'm a, I'm I'm a big fan of road running. Um, I really like the pavement, but I've done a lot of trails and you know why I didn't like trails when I first started doing trails is because I'm trippy McGee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to get your your head knocked on the ground a couple of times, and you're like, "This trail stuff sucks." You know, maybe you should just pick your feet. (laughs) But I, but I, I do, I do know, I, I do know, and I'm, I'm, I'm embracing that. If you want to run 100 miles, most of them are trail races. Yeah, most 100 miles are trail races, and you've got to get comfortable with that. And you know what? Right now, I'm not very comfortable with that, and that's good because I'm not scared of it. I know I've got work to do. I'm willing to yeah. do the work. Yeah. So it, it, it's a whole new challenge for me. It gives me a mission. I think that's what, like I was saying a little bit earlier, I think that's one of the biggest challenges for me for a long time when I got out of the Marine Corps. When you're in the Marine Corps, you're mission focused constantly, constantly. Yeah. And you get out of the Marine Corps and you lose your mission. You no longer have anything you're focusing on. And so you try to wishy-washy put it. I mean, when you're focused when you're in the Marine Corps, you're focused on defending the greatest country in the world, right? I mean, there's no better calling or mission. And then you get out and you're like, your mission is to run a housekeeping department. Like, all right, I mean, I'll do it, but <laughs> it's not the same thing. We agree. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not as fancy, not as, not as pretty, not as cool to talk about. Not as cool. Yeah. And, and it's not as more. And then all of a sudden, you find yourself dipping off. And I think that once I found my new mission, and my new mission is, to continue to try to get better and push myself further and further and further. And now I became my mission. And I got to tell you, there's no better mission than me for me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine there's a better mission for you than you. Yeah, there you go. So so I I have this whole new mission and a whole new outlook and and it's all 100% because I decided to go for a walk because I decided to be the type of person who focused on myself healthy first. Yeah. Put myself 
nothing crazy, nothing extraordinary. You don't have to be mentally fit today. You don't have to be yeah. physically fit today. Right, man. You, if you want to be, if you want better in your life, you yeah. can have better in your life. Yeah. Well, and 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 that's been one of the tough things about 2020. Uh, we're talking about hanging carrots, and you know, because I don't know about you, but I like having that race on the calendar. 100%. And I know, I know, if I don't put the work in, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, su- I'm gonna suffer. But you know, I I'd rather suffer a little more during training than get out there on the trail, or whatever, and 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 yeah. suffer out there. And and when those kind of started fading away, it it was it was it was tough, you know, for a little bit to. Mm-hmm. reorient the brain and we talked about virtual races you know and and you know it, they're good and i did some i did a, a 50k uh a, a marathon but um it, it I, you still miss that um i don't know that whole competition group aspect that, that i agree the travel the excitement yeah, yeah. Do, going going out and do the no i agree at, at the same time i thank god for virtual races because yeah. they mm-hmm. did keep me on track not as yeah. much as a live race would have been, but I was still, I still am. I'm still getting after it. I'm still yeah. going out and I'm still collecting medals. And, yeah. and yeah. that's what I want. I want to collect. I, I have, uh, I, I have a, a metal rack that holds 350 medals. <laughs> nice. I, I've run 122 half marathons and I don't have a single one of them on that rack because it's only for marathons. <laughs> nice. so it's, it's got 88 marathon medals on there. And we're growing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That, no, that's and, and and that's that's awesome. And so looking forward to the new year, you know, um, I, I'm I, you know, I'm glad there's a they've got a, a vaccine out and it looks like we're we're going to be coming out of this thing. And, you know, I've, I've, I'm signed up for some races. I'm, I'm you know, praying, hoping, you know, and 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 running like a madman. Dig, dig, yeah, me to, too. 2021 yeah. is is my wife and I are going to run tomorrow night at midnight. Nice. So we we do we did for the last couple of years in in Manhattan there is a midnight run on New Year's Eve. So nice. it's a 4-mile run. They canceled it this year, of course. Yeah. But my wife and I have run it the last couple of years where you're in Times Square at 4 o'clock. And actually, it's you're not in Times Square. You're just, just north of Times Square in Central Park. And it, right at the stroke of midnight, fireworks goes off, and you and 5,000 other crazy people are out there running your first four miles within your first you know, 40 minutes of 2020 or 2019 or 2018. I had so many years we've been doing it. And we're doing it. We're, we're, we're going to be soloing. We're going to be yeah. out there on the street yeah. by ourselves tomorrow night. But it's the way we that's, – you know what? Those are the type of people we've decided we're going to be. Yeah. We're going to be the type of people who want to start the new year running together. Yeah, It'd yeah. be so great if we're in Times Square or in, in Central Park with a bunch of other – but if we can't be, we're still going to run. There you we're go. We're still going to be there. Nice, nice. We're nice. looking forward to a whole year full of running. We're going to be running, 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 hopefully with others. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, so you do, uh, you, you, you do the, um, um, you know, you still do the management, you have a, your own company and all that, but you also do, um, you do, you do speaking and stuff, keynote speaking, things like that. And, uh, so how'd that come about? Yeah. So it's a, it's a weird thing. I was training, I got out of the Marine Corps. So, you know, in the Marine Corps, you learn an awful lot about leadership. And then when you mm-hmm. come to the business world, you're 
you don't know it, but you're about 10 years ahead of everybody else when it comes to self-discipline and getting to work on time and doing what you're supposed to be doing. And so you're just a natural person to be getting to a a position of power or leadership. And, And then I found myself having to train new people in management. And I didn't it's hard to train people, especially in housekeeping management, because there's not really a school for housekeeper management. People yeah. don't go, oh, I can't wait to be a housekeeper. You don't even know it's a job, right? You take a job <laughs> as a housekeeper, and then you do good at it, and somebody somewhere along the line goes, hey, do you want to be in charge? And you're like, sure, I guess. Is there more money? You know what I mean? Like, that's legit yeah. <laughs> the training. I mean, here's your yeah, dollar yeah. or raise. Here, go be in charge. And you're, like, trying to deal with it. And so I – I had like eight or 10 managers that I was working with training. And so I was in a basement every Wednesday night. We started doing every Wednesday night at five o'clock. We would have this meeting with new managers and we talk about what it's like to manage, what problems they're having, how to handle it. And this is housekeeping management. So we're talking about how to identify people on drug use. We're talking about yeah. theft. We're talking about physical violence. We're talking about verbal altercations. Like that's the world yeah. we live in. I mean, that's the kind of employees that we have. It's very rough and tumble. I'm a Marine, so it's right in my wheelhouse. I'm, I'm enjoying it. But, yeah. but you know, I'm, I'm promoting people who've never had to have some, never had anybody yell in their face and scream and threaten. And so it's very intimidating. And so I'm teaching them tactics. And I'm just having a good time teaching them how to manage effectively what I didn't know at the time is the owner of the nursing home, he owned a couple of nursing homes, and every Wednesday night he would be in the basement of this nursing home. His office was near the conference room, and he's overhearing me. I didn't know. Yeah. So a yeah. couple months goes by, he calls me into his office, and I thought I was in trouble. He's like, you're not in trouble. Actually, I'd like you to train my managers. He goes, I got managers in a few nursing homes, and they need to hear what you're saying. And I was like, what? And that's what happened. And then he's like, hey, there's an association – that's doing a, a, a this conference in in Orlando, Florida. I told them about you. They want you to speak. I'm like, okay. They're like, they'll pay you. I'm like, they'll pay me. I didn't even know you got paid. <laughs> yes. And then this lady calls. It's so funny because this lady calls and she's like, hey, so what are you going to talk about? I'm like, I, you know, I guess Tom was saying that he wanted me to talk about leadership and what you. She's like, oh yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. Would you mind being the keynote speaker? And I was like, okay. What's a keynote? I had no idea. I mean, I was legit, no idea. And so my first speaking engagement, paid speaking engagement, was the keynote in Orlando, Florida, in front of a wow. thousand people. It was amazing. And I was like, "This is, you can get paid doing this? That's, that's awesome. You yeah. fell in it, man. <laughs> fell in it. Fell in it. And I've been doing it ever since. So that's – so yeah, so I speak. I write. I just published my fourth book on management and – you know, and I, and I got to tell you, none of this is possible without running. I could not have been the speaker without running. I could not have been a writer without running. I could not be. I wouldn't be on the show if I wasn't running. I mean, my whole life is where I am today is all because I put myself first and I put my shoes on first and I go for a run first and then everything else comes along. And when it does come along, guess what? I'm way better equipped. Mm. I'm more relaxed. I'm more mentally clear. I'm more focused. I mean, everything for me is about running everything. That's, that's crazy. That's, that's pretty amazing, man. That, it, that, it, you know, that making that decision, those decisions just changed you, you know, I, I mean, no it changed. I yeah. had no intention, I had no idea. Well, you know, and, and, you know, people listening, there's a lot of people who, who have that, like, they're not happy where they are and they need to, to make a change. And, and, you know, and that's, you, you 
you don't have to start big and you make a change and you don't know, you know, you might have dreams and stuff, but you, you don't know where you're going to end up. It, it, you, you never, would you ever have dreamed? Okay. That when you first got out to go and, and start walking, would you ever have dreamed that you would have written those books that you would be speaking in front of thousands of people that you would, you know, be running a, you know, have your own company and doing all these things, you know, if you could see yourself now and then, and then, you know what, you're not done. You're not done, you know. Yeah, the only thing, the only thing I think about when I think in those terms is like, man, had I known? Yeah. <laughs> what if I started running sooner? You know, what if I? What if? Oh, that I I feel like I've wasted so much time. Yeah. So yeah. much time getting there, but at the same time, I uh, you know I'm a big fan of you know you find things when it's right for you and yeah. and it's and never too late. So, it's never too late. And, and, you know, if there's one thing, if I part, you know, my parting words with anybody is, is you're worth it. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to suck. Yeah. Breaking heart sucks. Breaking up with somebody you're not, not happy with is, is brutal and it's terrible. And quitting your job and moving away and, and finding new work and finding new friends and, all of that is is quitting drinking and all that is very hard. There's no way to. I'm, I'm not here sugarcoated. It's very hard, but it's worth it. Yeah. And you're yeah. worth it. And if and if you for if you have one small inkling, if you ever get so mad the situation you're in and you think to yourself, I deserve better. I want you to hear me be the echo, and I want to come right back and say, Yes, you do. I deserve it. Yes, you do. I shouldn't have to deal with this. You're right. You shouldn't. Listen, what are you going to do about it? Because if if you want a better life, if you want more money, if you want a better job, you want a better spouse, you want better relationships, I want you to go talk to the person in charge. Grab a mirror. <laughs> and you start giving, you start telling the person you see in that mirror, really, what's up? You yeah. make the changes. Tell them what's up. Yeah. Because you you really do control that mind of yours although we think that we you know i was listening to um david goggins i don't know if you ever heard of david goggins. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah I, actually we started that race that i failed i ran about oh, four really? miles with him at the beginning of it yeah <laughs> wow wow yeah. yeah that's pretty awesome so david goggins navy seal true yeah. i relate to him you know he was 300 pounds you know like really not didn't really do good in school i mean that's all i was heavy you know yeah anything so but he, he writes this. He wrote this book called Can't Hurt Me. Yeah. And in there, he's talking about mind control. And he's just like, at some point, you got to realize these thoughts you're having are your own. You can change that thought. It's not easy. It's not like all of a sudden I'm going to think of rainbows and and and, and flowers and, instead of the death and mayhem that I'm going through right now. But they are your. You do have control over that head of yours. You, it is your mind. Nobody else has it. it. Your mind's not free to control you. Yeah, you're free to control it, and it's worth it. It's that, worth it. That's even. That's even in the Bible. It says, "Take every thought captive." You know, that's it's there. You know, we got to just make the choice to change our minds, change our routines, change who we and and by doing those things, we change who we are. And before we know it, we're 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 finishing marathons, ultra marathons, and you know, our life is 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 radically different than what radically it was. Radically better. Better, better. That's good. Yeah. How, how much uh, how much weight did you lose? You just said you were you were big. You were you know how much weight have you? Uh, did you... Uh, uh, officially, I would say 150 pounds. Wow. <laughs> I weighed I weighed uh, 
I say 350 pounds, but so I was giving a speech and I was telling my story about how I gained all this weight and, and I got on the scale and I weighed 342 pounds. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is the heaviest I've ever, like I had a 48 inch waist. Like that's a big person, right? Yeah. Six tall, 348 pounds. So I, I am like, Oh my God, that's so terrible. And then I start doing weight watchers and I lose like, I don't know, 60 pounds. I'm at like 280. And I have a friend of mine who's like, oh, my God, you're skinny now. You can have anything you want. And I'm like, I am skinny now. 280 pounds. I'm skinny now. <laughs> and she gained all the weight back, right? Like, just so stupid. And I, so I'm, I'm telling the story from the stage. And I was like, and so I'm like dreading it. But I know I got to get back on the scale. I'm like, get back on the scale. So I get back on the scale and it weighs, again, 348 pounds. I'm like, I can't believe I gained all that weight back. I went from... I, I lost the 60 pounds. Then I gained it all back. And there's a guy in the audience and he raises his hand. He's kind of like waving at me. And I go, I'm doing the talking. I'll take questions. And I'm, just him, of course. And I'm like, well, what do you have? What do you have? He stands up. He goes, I just want to say, he said, your story is incredible, but what does your scale go to? Because that's amazing. You hit the same number twice. And I'm like, you bastard. So I get <laughs> And I get my girlfriend. I'm like, here, jump on my back because I can't even, you know. So we get on the scale together. And after it goes from 348, it goes to E. So I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> the scale maxed out because it was like an electronic scale. It goes from 348, it goes to E. Like, what is E? Oh, no. I say 350, but it could have been more. Who the hell knows? <laughs> wow, man. So you, you probably lost like me <laughs> a million percent a million percent i lost a grown man yeah oh wow man well i just i i love stories like that and and i've uh you know and i've interviewed other people with similar stories and and so you know you can get there people can get there and is anybody listening and you think you're hopeless man nobody's hopeless make the decision now to to you know to to make the changes to stop doing the eating to you know eat eat the good things and not the bad things to stop the alcohol, to stop the drugs, to stop whatever it is that's pulling you down and, and make, make the change. <laughs> yeah. And, and I wrote a book called adventures in diet land and mm. how to win at the game of dieting from a former fat guy. And in there I talk about, I tell the whole story. What we just talked about, I tell the whole story yeah. nice. and to include how I lost the weight. So there's a strategy to my madness. I follow yeah. weight watchers but I think you can lose weight on Atkins, on yeah. Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers like I do, the whole 360. You can lose weight doing any of those. It's just how you follow, how you diet. You know, for me, I'm an overeater. So yeah. I stuff. And so then you have to come up with strategies on not being an overeater. And it's a physical Oh, there are physical ways to separate yourself from food, which is really effective. You wouldn't believe yeah. it is, but super effective. There are ways to make it challenging for you to overeat. You don't, but if you don't have it in the house, it's very challenging to eat potato chips if you don't have potato chips, right? So, <laughs> yeah. there, it's not as it's not as um just like that. But I mean, yeah. there's a lot of strategy that I never knew about in dieting. Yeah. So what di diets work? My strategy di didn't work. Yeah. And so that's what the book's all about. It's all about developing strategies so that you can win at dieting because it doesn't matter what diet you do. They all work. Yeah. They all work. Pick one that works best with you. Like I, the reason I like Weight Watchers so much is because 
I can eat anything. I don't like to rest. I don't like to just. I'm just eating meat. I don't yeah. like to just eat meat. I'm just eating vegetables. I don't. I like them. I don't want to just eat vegetables. I'm just eating carbs. Ah, you know. <laughs> the one thing that that I had to get over was that you have to count points. But what I've realized is when you're listen, if you're 350 pounds, first of all, <laughs> you're not supposed to be. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, you got there because you're not paying attention to the food. And yeah. you've got to start paying attention to the food. I yeah. log my miles, and I'm sure you do. I have a goal of how many miles I run a day, how many I run a week. I run longer on Saturdays and Sundays than I do on Mondays and Tuesdays. And I plan for it, and I track it, and I keep track. It's the yeah. same thing with food. I've got to do the same thing with food, or I will get lost. Yeah. And so, although I, that was my biggest challenge, like I didn't want to be the one. I didn't want to track points. Listen, shut up. All right, track <laughs> points. Or yeah. count calories or, you know, count grams of protein and car, car, whatever. Yeah. Like count. Take control. Count. Yeah. Take control. Yeah. Yeah. Even the F factor diet is a, is a really good diet, which is all about adding fiber, which negatively yeah. takes away the fat, whatever. Like even that is a good, even that is a good diet. Like, I, you know, I, I've tried to think every diet in the world. And then I realized it's not the stupid diet. It's my strategy. It's the way I'm approaching dieting that was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's taking, taking control of, of your, of what you're eating. Yeah. yeah. It's really just figuring out the, figuring out the strategy. Mental. So, it's all mental. Yeah. <laughs> it's mental. Yeah. It's me- just like running. It's mental. It's, you all gotta, big, it's all mental. <laughs> you get the head straight. The life gets straight, man. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Oh. So, um, I, I like to ask a, a you know a few different just questions before uh, before we, we we shut it down. But yeah. one of the questions I like to ask is, and I guess I'll ask if if there's one marathon that you could do um, this year, what would you do? If you just could pick one and you were in and you can do it, what would you do? Uh, it'd be Flying Pig in Ohio. <laughs> Fly, what were flying? <laughs> what about Flying Pig, pig with? The Flying Pig in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's gotta I was waiting my- for Boston or something. And you do I know, pig. I know. But the Flying Pig, if you haven't heard of the Flying Pig, it's just a fun race. It's 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 challenging enough, but not so challenging. It's fun. I mean, it's the Flying Pig, so they give you bacon on the course. I mean, I mean come on. They give you a slice of bacon on the course. You, that's your favorite marathon. That sounds like uh, a marathon. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like when they got bacon at the aid station. Yeah, yeah. I really do. And and the Marine Corps. Marine Corps is truly my favorite. I mean, yeah. I mean, just because it's the Marine Corps, you know. Uh, Although I feel uh, like I got ripped off this year because this year the marathon medal was had sand from Iwo Jima. Oh, now that's bad, right? That's because it was a commemorative. Really, really great. But I signed up for the ultra marathon. Oh, no. And they didn't put it and on the ultra? They didn't give us the same medal. They didn't give oh. us any stand. I'm like, come on. I, I did more. <laughs> and I got less. Oh, man. Oh, that, yeah. I don't. Yeah, they should have. They should have gave you more sand, dude. No, no, <laughs> zero sand. No. <laughs> I actually oh, think the marathon medal is way better than the ultra marathon medal this year. Oh, that's great. Ah, what are you yeah. do? But 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 the achievement, the knowing that you got it done. <laughs> yeah. So okay, now um, you you're about to get into doing hundred milers and stuff. What what's what hundred miler do you, do you have any one in particular that you got like okay, I want to make sure I eventually get to that one and do that particular one. Uh, it is the Vermont. 
the Vermont. The Vermont. Okay. I had a friend who who's done it a, a few years ago. Um, and he, he liked it. It's a good race. I have a few friends that have actually done it. it it's supposed to, it's not a first. It's not one you want to do first. Yeah. You know, it's, um, cause it's challenging, you know, like that's why the JFK 50 miler in Maryland is if anybody's looking for their first 50 miles. That's the one to do. It's a lot of paths and it, yeah. it's, it's, well, the first 16 miles is up over the Appalachian Mountains. So it's more hiking yeah. up and down than it is running for the first three hours. And then 26 miles, flat as a pancake, running on an old railroad bed. Yeah. So, I mean, 26 miles of no hills. Yeah, so yeah. I agree that that's – especially after you just did 16 miles up and over a mountain – that's fantastic. And then the last eight miles is like a rolling hill through yeah. the city to the last. So it's 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 like one of those perfect first time 50, 50, K, or 50 miles, 50 milers. That's the kind of thing I'm looking for for my first 100 miler. But Vermont is my goal. I mean, gotcha. I grew up there. Yeah. It's all hills. It's it's a very challenging race. You have yeah. to. You have to run a different qualify in a different hundred miler to get into that hundred miler. Yeah, yeah. So, or you have to qual, you have to run, you have to have a good time at a hundred k in order to qualify for the hundred miler in Vermont. Right. And so, it's going to be a challenging race just to get into. Yeah. And then once you're in it, you know it's going to be a challenging race. So that's the only one that I really, I'm like, got my eyes set on. There's some uh as far as a uh, good first hundred milers. There's a uh, in in Kansas. There's uh, the Prairie Spirit and the Kansas. They're all rails to trails, and I I, I PR'd my hundred miler on that thing and and actually I actually won it. But it was it's it's super flat. It's on that crushed gravel, and so it's 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 nice on the on the on the feet, and it's they're fat. It's fast. It's a good and there's a there's other ones like that around the country. That's just one I'm familiar with. It's about three hours north of here, and uh, good. You'll find you one like that, man. And uh, you just gotta, you know, plan out, you know, all the things, the nutrition and the shoes and all the fun stuff. But you I, know. Am curious. I am curious about your shoes. What are you running in? I run. Oh, and that's one of the questions I like to ask. I'm I'm an ultra guy. I don't know if you're familiar with. Uh, they have the foot shaped toe box. Uh, I'm actually on their. Um, you can see, actually see it. That red team. I'm on their red. Their kind of ambassador team because I've been I've been wearing them forever. My first hundred miler was in one, uh, their superiors, and so on the trails right now I'm wearing their. They're called the Olympus that the ultra puts out, and on the road i run in there um i'm pretty much running most of their road shoes but they have the torrens that are a little more cushion and then a little less cushion they have the escalantes they call them and like this morning i, I ran uh, 11 miles in their escalante racer and there's just good shoes i've done a bunch of marathons in them and mm-hmm. um they, they're light and fast and my toes are ha- when i first started running i read born to run and i ran my first marathon in the five finger shoes um yeah and and i actually did pretty good but then i and then i was trying to pr half marathon and i did in the five finger and end up with a stress fracture so i was like okay i need some cushions (laughs) so so ultra has ultra has zero drop and they have a a, a foot-shaped toe box so you're you you know you're running more naturally i'm you know four foot striking and it just i have to look those up all altra check that out man try try them on and if yeah if you're used to other shoes, what what are you wearing right now to run in? Brooks, Brooks, Brooks. You 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 have to adjust to them because your your calves get um get a little angry at first, but 
you, it, it just promotes natural running. And, um, you're I always say God made for us to, you know, when you run barefoot, you kind of land more on your forefoot and yeah. we're not used to that. So when you first start running in, in, in your calves absorb it, but when you heel strike more, your, your joints absorb that shock. Sure, so you, sure. your, your calves get a little angry at first, but then, then they, once you get nutrition and electrolytes, but what do you do for that? I do an awful lot of homemade nutrition. So okay. I, bring, I like I that. Lot, I bring, make a lot of uh, peanut butter, oatmeal, yeah, protein powder. I'll I'll make up all kinds of little concoctions. I have a whole book on on different things. So sometimes I'll do like little eggs, little egg whites, and you know, so I'm always just running with a little bit of uh, these little runnable things, you know. But other than that, I do like crackers. I do yeah. like. I do like um, uh, gels. I, I do gels a lot. Yeah. Depends on how far I'm going. And like, you know, it's so funny when you first start running, you need to drink six million gallons of water and eat 30 <laughs> yeah. things, you know, on a five mile run. And now if I start eating at mile 18, you know, I mean, it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's just it's so different. You know, you just like, yeah. But I, I still train. I train with a water pack all the time, even though I don't have no intention of drinking any water. It's just, I, Always because I want to, the distance I want to run is always going to require me to have it. Yeah. So I always want to have it. You know, you want to train the way you're going to, the way you're going to race. And so, yeah. If I'm going to be wearing it racing, I will, I run it, wear it training. So I I run it with a water pack all the time. Yeah. Okay. Water pack all the time. Yeah. So I always have water with me, but. Yeah. And that's kind of what I I tell, tell runners like your, your long run is your, your, um, I don't know, you're, you're practicing for the dance. So you need to, practice your fuel what you carry in your shoes yeah. that's where you dress your dress rehearsal is what i was trying to think of that's yeah. you know for your race and and get used to the stuff and don't do anything new on race day because <laughs> yeah. and you know what's so funny about that too is is nutrition pre-race nutrition took me a long time to figure out how to dial it in because you yeah. can overeat accidentally and you don't even have to eat a lot it's like you eat too close to race time yeah and then i've had where it's been the opposite i I was running, I, I was, we we're doing a race in Nebraska. And so now I've got it dialed in to where I will eat an hour before race start and not eat a lot, but I need to eat. That's my, I need at least an hour before I run yeah. after I eat something for the, for morning. So that's my general thing. Even if it's just a banana, half a bagel or something, you know, it's still, I want an hour at least. Well, not at least. I don't like it more than an hour. Yeah. You know, because it's just it's just timing. I was running in Nebraska and I get everything dialed in. I'm hydrated. I just peed eight an hour ago. <laughs> We're all at the start of line and they cancel the race. They postpone the race. There was a, a shooting a half a mile away around in Nebraska. I'm in like, Nebraska. That's what I was <laughs> Gangs That's what I was gonna say. Turns out I'm like, there's gangs in Nebraska. Who knows? <laughs> I thought there so, was just corn. <laughs> Lincoln, Nebraska has gangs. I didn't know. And uh, <laughs> I'm so naive. I gotta tell you, when I was saying about running through the Bronx and seeing the prostitutes, that was the first time in my life I'd ever seen a prostitute. I grew yeah. up in Vermont. We saw them on HBO. That was yeah. <laughs> That's, so, a, that's funny. <laughs> so, but there's like there's gangs in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm like, huh? Didn't Springsteen write about this town? Anyway, uh, so they said, just hold on, we're gonna still run the course, but we're gonna let the cops clean up the mess and everything. And it took them like 90 minutes, and so they're like, all right, we're gonna start. Well, now I am 
way behind. I haven't yeah. had anything to drink for 90 minutes because I didn't have water with me. I ate two and a half hours ago now. You know what I mean? Like it was a miserable yeah. start. And I was like, and this is why it's so important to have your nutrition dialed in because I can't go two and a half hours without eating before I run. I don't yeah. do well. I certainly don't do well not having anything to drink, you know. Or you end up at a porta potty at one of the first aid stations. <laughs> I almost I gotta tell you about porta potties and and I share this story every time I talk to somebody who does race directing. And I just want to always point out that you always have to make sure you put porta porta potties on the right side of the road with the runners because I almost got killed legit coming out of a porta potty oh, because really? we were sharing a road. One of the side roads was open to cars. And we were running on the right side, and the porta potty was on the left. And we were not coming back that way. They yeah. just legit put the porta potties on the other side of the road, and they were facing the road. And so I go into the bathroom, and then we're racing. And so as I come out, I'm coming out running, and a car was coming. And I legit had that heart stopping. They had to slam on their brakes because I come out of there running like top speed. Yeah. Car, I'm like, who the hell put the porta <laughs> On the traffic side of the road, I swear I almost died that day. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eight, <laughs> 88 marathons. Listen, you have stories, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Well, if if uh, last last question of the, of the night, if you – um, if you're talking to somebody and we've, we've, we, you've dropped a lot of good, good things. And we talked a lot about all the good things, but somebody who who's looking at making a change, somebody who wants to start running or just getting into, and they want to get to ultra marathons. They want to get to doing marathons, whatever it is. What do you tell that person? What do you tell that person that says, Hey, I need to make a change. What, what advice do you give them? <laughs> well, uh, you know, first of all, the, the, the first thing I would say is, good yeah about time i mean i don't know anybody's life and so if somebody comes up and says you know i'm really miserable and i've had people do that people come up and they're like you know what i'm not in a good space and i'm like that's pretty awesome good for you (laughs) to recognize you know like like let's get mad about it let's get pissed off about it let's let's hate somebody let's have a nemesis you know i mean let's (laughs) yeah you know nobody the only reason why we like batman is because there was a joker you know, yeah, yeah. if there was no nemesis Joker, we wouldn't like Batman. You know what I mean? Batman wouldn't be so significant if there wasn't yeah. somebody to fight against. And so I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of going, you know what, let's 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 find something to uh, really, really motive. What's lighting the fire under your ass and let's add some fuel to that thing and let's get going, you know. And then and then after that, I mean, I, I joined the group called Marathon Maniacs. And have you ever heard of Marathon Maniacs? It is super great. I, I've i met more people that are just like me who yeah. one day woke up not liking where they were and they put up, a, you know, put on their their sneakers. I was going to call them go fasters, which is a Marine Corps term we call sneakers go fasters. That's what they do. Sneakers <laughs> make go fasters. And uh, put on my go fasters. And, you know, they're just out there doing crazy things and they're not competing with anybody but themselves. And it's just. Mm. So line yourself up with people like that. Join a running group. Even yeah. they're even now they even have pickup running groups for every Saturday. People meet in a park and they run a trail together, and just strangers getting together to run. It's the community is the biggest thing that I lacked. Again, mission. Yeah. The biggest thing I lack. So get yourself a community. You know, start yeah. find some buddy up. And hold that buddy accountable and tell them they have the right to hold you accountable. You know, don't skip a run day. Skip anything else. Don't skip yeah, a run yeah. day. 
Nice, nice. nice. Hey, talking about accountability, it's it's even easier now on with the internet. There's a group I'm a part of. It, it you check it out. It's it's in fa- a Facebook group called Running Running Off the Crazy. It's kind of what we're all doing, trying to run off the crazy. Like and, uh, yeah, and so uh, you can find that accountability, man. Well, good good advice, man. And uh, hey, kudos to you. And I. I I'm hoping your your 50th year you get to knock out those last states and uh, I'm doing 100 this year with or without an actual race. There you, <laughs> there you go. And I'm looking forward to seeing when when you you're able to sign up for that 100 miler on your I got your ultra sign up right here. So I'll nice. be watching, man. All right. Nice. And nice. hey, who knows? We might even end up at some at one of the same races. So I can't wait. That'd be super great. Yeah, Thank man. you so much for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity. Oh man, thanks for sharing your story. And uh, I will put uh, your website and uh, how do people can contact you in the show notes and and everything else, man. And uh, so yeah, thank thanks so much for for joining. And uh, I'll see you on the trail, hopefully, man. Yes, sir. Have a good New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, do, man. Do me and you a favor, and at midnight tomorrow night, go for a run. I might do that. We'll see. We were joking. I was like, I've usually, uh, sometimes I just kind of sleep into the new year and get a war- run the next morning, but I might go do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, you being healthy is good for you. It's good for your kids, your wife, your community. Your t- your, you being healthy is good for me. You there you go. <laughs> okay. I, I might help you out. I might do that. I'll do it for you. You do it for me. <laughs> Sounds good, man. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, you take care, Ralph. Good to see you, you man. Right. See you later. 